Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the AV Project Podcast, the podcast on the intersection of visual arts and music. I'm your host, Ben Collins. Today, we're chatting with Jenny Alice Watts, a photographer from New York City, who created an incredible zine on the band Stydied when she traveled with them to South by Southwest. We talk about developing and designing a zine, getting in your own way as an artist, and reaching out to bands and the people you want to shoot with. Jenny's an awesome person, and I know you'll enjoy this episode. In the show notes, you'll find Jenny's photos and scans of her zine, so you can follow along and take a look at some of her photos. I encourage you to go follow Jenny on social media and purchase her zine, all of which is linked in the show notes, or if you Google Jenny Alice Watts, you'll find her there as well. Thank you to everyone who's listened and shared the podcast so far. We have four more guests lined up for episodes, so make sure to follow on social media and stay up to date. Also, make sure to message or email me about what or who you would like to see on the podcast. Check the show notes to see where you can find me. On to the episode. Hey, Jenny, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, You're our second guest, so this is awesome to have you on. Yeah, Um, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me a little bit how you got started in photography? What what kind of led you to to this path? So, strangely enough, I used to be a performer. Like I used to do musical theater. I used to write music. I used to perform at you know open mics and that kind of thing. And then I got really sick with mono, and I was sick with mono for about a year and a half. And so I kind of I had to stop doing all my hobbies and going to school and pretty much, I don't know, anything that kind of defined me at the time, I wasn't able to do anymore. So that led me to do photography because I had a camera laying around and I got to play with my mom's old film camera. And that just kind of became a way for me to still be creative and work on something that I could do while I was sick. Did you start photographing um, like the shows that you were in or the performances? that you're missing or were you kind of focused on shooting other things at the time? So I would shoot kind of like emotional still lives and things that I helped or things that I felt helped um, express myself. And I don't know, it it was more definitely more fine art and more just a method of self-expression than it was something that I thought I was going to make a career out of and something that, um, I don't know. I never really saw myself working with performers or kind of switching to be behind the scenes. It was kind of something that I did while I couldn't perform. And so, you know, I got better and photography was a thing that stuck. Yeah. Was there a point in time where you kind of transitioned fully from, you know, I maybe not performance anymore, but I'm this photography thing starting to work out. Maybe I should continue along with that. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is high school, I guess. I, I don't know. I kind of fell out of performing and doing theater and just, you know, ran with photography and I felt very supported in it. And people, I don't know, people made me feel like that was, I don't know, maybe the thing that I should be doing, or I just, I found a lot of joy out of it more than I found out of the other, um, you know, performing or anything else that I was doing. Yeah. How'd you make your way to New York? You now work for Danny Clinch in his studio. Um, what what brought you to New York initially? So I interned for Danny when I was in college and 
I never saw myself in New York. I really wanted to be somewhere warm, somewhere Southern, which is why I went to SCAD because it was as far away from the Northeast as, you know, I wanted to go for an high school. And I, the only reason I went to New York was so I could intern for Danny and I went in the spring and summer. So, you know, I figured the weather would be good. And then I ended up just falling in love with the city and I grew up uh, outside of Boston. So New York felt like a very comfortable and at home place after living in the South. And I had a different internship in LA. So like of the places that I had, like of the places and other situations that I had put myself in, I felt like New York was the place where I felt the most at home. And then after I graduated and I moved to the city, I, um, I mean, I wanted to, you know, keep in contact with Danny and we kind of kept in contact while I was, um, while I was in school, but it wasn't really until I moved back to New York that we really started talking again and talking about like what I could do for the studio. Like if I want to be part-time, if I, you know, just want to come and intern or help out. So at all, it was, it was a progression of like me working for Danny was definitely a progression of like, what makes sense? What can I do in the studio? Like, what do you need my help with? And it all just, it just kind of grew. Um, I wasn't really sure after graduating that New York was where I was going to stay, but I knew I wanted to give it a try. And I figured this is the time of my life to try. And if I can make it in New York, like I want to, I want to go for it, you know? Yeah. It's the golden city for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of New York, um, how we kind of got started was I wanted to inter- talk to you about the zine, your zine, Don't Hold Back, which is about uh, Stydide and their trip to South by Southwest. Um, in in Northern New York, there's Otis Mountain Get Down, which is a music festival for those who don't know. And you initially saw Stydide at Otis. Is that correct? That is correct. So it was my first year photographing Otis, my first year actually going to Otis. And I, I don't know, I just kind of went at the festival with like really excited, fresh eyes. And like, I had never heard of any of the performers. So, you know, jumping into uh, a situation where I had really no idea what to expect was really exciting. And Stydide's performance just made me so excited. Like, I feel like it's really easy to become jaded after shooting so many shows and like seeing so many musicians and so many people kind of sounding the same or just not being as exciting as they once were. And then, I don't know, Stardust just blew me out of the water. I was so excited the entire time that they were on stage. It was like this need of like, I have to meet these people. Like, I couldn't even comprehend like the amount of energy and the amount of I don't even know the synonym for energy, I guess passion. They were just so incredibly into their performance and they were playing the crowd and like, they were just killing it. And it, yeah, it blew my mind. And so part of what I like to do at Otis is take musicians and like run around and do portraits of them. Cause it's the most beautiful location for music festival that I've also been able to mm-hmm. shoot at and been able to go to. So uh, I didn't get to do that with Stydide and I was really disappointed and I found out that they're from Brooklyn, which is where I live. And so I ran into Nelson uh, right as the festival was ending. And I'm like, hey, your set was incredible. I'd love to photograph you guys. Uh, I heard you say you're from Brooklyn. Like, I live in Brooklyn. Uh, I'd love to shoot, do a shoot sometime. And he was like, fuck yeah. Like, let's do it. Yeah, no, I just wanted to interject that I feel like Otis brings out a lot of a lot of that in artists where 
I mean, I met you at Otis or met you right after Otis. And Mm -hmm. I had the same experience where like there was a bunch of bands there who just made me want to get to know them. And like the way the, the way they worked with that crowd and everything on the stage was just fantastic. Mm -hmm. Cause I think Otis gives a lot of smaller bands the opportunity to feel like a big band, you know, like they give them the opportunity to have a big crowd with a lot of energy and, I feel like part of the reason people go to Otis is because they're going to see bands that they've never heard before. So I think, I don't know, it just, it brings out a lot of really good things in the people that go there. Yeah. I mean, I knew pretty much no one on the bill for last year's Otis and came away having some of those bands being my new favorites mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so after you came back to New York or to the city and you, How'd you first get started shooting with them um, from there? So I did kind of a mini shoot with Nelson because I did like a little photo contest where they give you a free roll of black and white film. And then uh, you just basically you got to shoot it in a day or two, bring it back to them. And then they do all the developing and all the printing and they, you know, make a, they curate a selection based on their favorite photos from the people who drop off film. So I, like texted Nelson real quick. And I'm like, do you want to do this photo shoot like tonight? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we met up at the Guanas Canal and we just did some portraits and it was our first time really hanging out. And I just got the sense that he was such a genuine, sweet person, you know? And I, I don't know, we just, we clicked really well. And then after that, we, um, they had a, they had a show at Our Wicked Lady and, I did some portraits there and that was very much not ideal portrait situation. Like it was pitch black. Um, it was also 20 degrees outside, you know, it was January. So yeah, miserable, (laughs) but that was my first opportunity to really meet and hang out with the band, like Luis and Bert and George. When you shot with them in, in New York and then how long after that did South by Southwest pop up? I guess I shot them in January and then South by is in March. I hadn't really shot them since then. But I really wanted to work with them again because I felt like I didn't give them all I got with that sort of mini shoot in 20 degree weather. And uh, I saw that they were going to South by Southwest. I thought that they'd be a cool band to run around and document. So I just kind of on a whim messaged Nelson, you know, do you want a photographer for South by Southwest? And he was like, are you kidding? Yes. And it was like that kind of excitement and enthusiasm that like made me want to go even more and so i like a few hours later i booked my ticket and i was like i'm i'm doing this i'm going to south by southwest um and i had been the year before but this would be my first time photographing it and then shortly after i said yeah nelson sent me the schedule and they were doing some they were doing 13 shows was it 13 shows uh yeah it says 13 on the zine yeah yeah I freaking wrote the book and I still don't even know. But, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I saw that they were doing 13 shows in less than a week. And I was like, holy shit. So it went from, you know, going around and wanting to take pictures of these people and document it to really like, this is going to be a thing. Like this is going to be a project for me and for them. So from there, I kind of got the idea that this can be a real story that people are going to want to hear. People are going to want to see. So I wasn't really sure going in if it would be a book, a new, you know, at the very least a collection of images, maybe make some prints. Um, but I wanted it to, you know, be something. And I had done 
a book about a year before. And that was you know, a very long term project. Like I've been photographing for four or five years for one book. And so I hadn't really done a book where the content was shot over the course of a few days. And so I don't know. I wanted to, I wanted to try. I wanted to see where it would go. Mm-hmm. And is that a normal thing for a band to have at South by, is that a normal thing for a band to have that many shows in that little bit of time? There are several bands that do that. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like for the, or for the most part, I think that bands will play, you know, three or four shows, but some of the smaller bands really hustle, you know, Mm-hmm. Like uh, the bands that aren't headliners that are getting on as many showcases as possible and really just want to share their music with people. Uh, those are the bands that I've noticed uh, have the crazy schedules and do the most shows. Yeah. And those are the ones that are fun to photograph. Yeah, definitely. Was there any favorite moments you had down there during those six days or like any, any, any events that really stood out as noteworthy? Well, they had one official South by Southwest show and they didn't get me a wristband or anything. So they had to smuggle me into the back and that's always fun. (laughs) Um, And like, they don't really question it. You know, the security guards are kind of like, if you are with the band, then, you know, whatever, if you don't have, Uh, I put on Luis's jacket to like hide my wrists in case they noticed that I didn't have like a badge or a wristband or anything. Um, That was fun. There was another moment where Nelson got off stage and just handed his guitar to somebody in the audience. Just kind of like, well, what do I do with this? <laughs> Actually, that moment's in the book. If you're curious to see it, it's the one, uh, there's uh, a blonde girl holding the guitar and she looks kind of like, what am I, what am I doing right here? Um, <laughs> but I think something that was really cool, like watching them perform the same set so many times over was every time it was different and they had, you know, similar bits and similar like things that they did throughout the performance. You know, I could almost predict what the audience was going to do and what they were going to do towards the end of it. And that felt really cool. And just Mm -hmm. how the audience responds to them and how, cause the like started whatever space they're in, they completely fill it. Like if, whether it's, you know, a big stage like Otis or if it's like, a tiny venue that's not even really a venue was just a microphone and an arcade. Like they're going to, I don't know. They're, hmm. they're not going to hold back. Yeah. They're not going to hold back. <laughs> they're they're going to make their presence. Like the only thing you want to focus on. What were the intentions behind the book? What, what were you kind of trying to dive into? Don't hold back. The title came from uh, my previous roommate at the time she wrote me a little note before I went to South by Southwest and it was like, you're so cool. I'm so proud of you. Have such a good time. Hold nothing back. And so that kind of became my mantra the whole week. I can feel myself recede sometimes around people I don't know very well, but I really didn't want to have that attitude. You know, I really wanted to go at it and not be afraid about like how the relationship was going to turn out or anything and just like let myself be myself and be in the moment and really like look for the things that are cool to photograph or like look for moments. And I I think that like having that as a mantra of like, don't hold back kind of went along perfectly with their crazy schedule and like crazy performance. And just like their attitude as a band is just like lay it all out there, you know, like don't hold back. (laughs) So it was enough to tell it's pretty um, evident that you went 
that you took that mantra because when you're looking at the at least when I'm looking at the book right now, like there's so much variety of content. Like you very clearly had to have been putting yourself out there and shooting shooting a lot to to get this amount of content in that short of a time. Shot a lot of film. Yeah, so you, you shot it all on film? Some of the live stuff is digital. Like for most of the moments and the behind the scenes stuff, I like to shoot film because I notice that people don't get as intimidated around a film camera and to a certain extent they forget it's there. Cause you kinda you look at it and it's like it's this cute little camera, you know? It's not gonna it's not intimidating. It's not mm-hmm. like a professional quote unquote camera. It's just I don't know. It's it's a cute accessory. It's not like it doesn't create this atmosphere of like I'm being photographed in the same way that a big digital like DSLR does. Mm-hmm. So if people kind of let their guard down around that type of camera, that's why I like to use it, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's still has the, the reputation of being a resurgence fad, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the digital is good for live stuff. Cause live stuff, you got to shoot a lot and film is very expensive and also yeah. it handles low light better. Like that's just, you know, I, I like, I like to shoot both when I shoot live, but, um, yeah, I definitely like to keep the digital camera on hand if there's an actual performance. Mm-hmm. How many fil- rolls of film did you pull out of it, out of the week? Somewhere around 20. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> How'd the process of putting together the design come, the zine come about? It was a lot of just going, like, flipping through the images and capture and seeing which moments really stood out to me. Um, and then once I kind of was down to the moments that really I felt like had an impact. It was what story did these tell and like, why did I pick these pictures and what energy do these pictures have? And so the book isn't chronological. It's more, actually it's, it's, it's a little bit chronological. It's more arranged by how I want the person to feel and what series of emotions I want the person to feel as we're going through the book. So kind of, Mm -hmm have quieter moments and have like louder moments where there's like a big picture in your face or there's like a collage of like six different pictures, you know, to follow the natural like flow of the week um, with all these highs and then the, the space between performances yeah. and the, the, the kind of the silence between, between shows. Yeah. I wanted to show kind of the difference between like the hype of the show versus like the more quiet behind the scenes sort of uh, in between moments, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I really enjoy photographing is the moments where people don't necessarily know you're photographing them or they like just notice the camera or, you know, it's like a quiet sort of moment. But then Stydide is so electric that it's impossible to not include the really high energy images. They, they made me feel so at home so quickly. It was kind of amazing because uh, we were only, you know, it was a, it was a week. So that's not a whole lot of time, but because we spent so much time together and they're just such warm, inviting people that, I don't know, we just, we clicked really quickly. And that I feel like is what made the week, you know, the reason I was able to get so many emotions and so many, like, and they were able to open up to me was because we just became friends, you know, we just had a connection. Um, and it was just always so, exciting to see them and I mean there were obviously highs and lows of the week like you know emotional highs and there were sad moments and there were really stressful moments and I feel like that 
I don't know, that just really showed me who they are and all in this, you know, in this wide range of situations and of emotions that they put themselves in. And then that just made me gain a lot of respect for them. That was one of my biggest worries <clears throat> going in was that we weren't going to have that connection because we'd never worked so closely together for such a period of time. And that was one of the reasons why I had that mantra of don't hold back in my head because it's that fear that things aren't going to work out that causes things to not work out and causes me to not be the best photographer that I can be. Do you have any tips um, for photographers or for bands um, who are kind of in that situation where, where you are, or where Stydite is, where they're kind of looking to document um, a story such as this? Don't hold back. <laughs> I guess the, the worst thing that you can do is nothing, you know, just message people you think are cool. Cause you never know like who wants pictures of themselves or who wants to hang out. I worked on a farm the summer between junior and, fr- uh, sorry, between freshman and sophomore year of college. And it was pretty much just me and this other guy working on the farm. We were kind of in the fields, whatever, squishing bugs. It was an organic farm. So we had to like squish the bugs. That's not relevant. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he, he had just graduated and he was saying, and I was asking for advice and he was saying that, um, you just gotta email the people you think are cool and you just gotta go for it. Cause we were talking about, I was talking about how I wanted to shoot music and how I wanted to have an internship and I wasn't really sure which direction to go or like who I should contact or like if internships like that even exist. And he was saying, you just gotta start emailing the people you think are cool. Uh, cause you never know who wants someone to hang around with or who wants someone to pal around with. And so that, you know, I like took off after that. I just started emailing, you know, random photographers who I really admired and like wanted to work for. And eventually it led me to work for a photographer named Marcus Haney. I don't know if you've heard of him. And then that led me to work for Danny. I guess just reach out to people and don't be afraid to hear the word no.